From Mediacorp and One Up Media, this is Post Love. Essays on love, life, and everything in between. Maybe it's not marriage. Maybe it's love. I just hope that someday someone would love me. Well, because I've only loved one man. Love. I've got all sunshine. Never going to feel no other kind of love. Breaking up with a best friend. We all know about breakups with a significant other. Some are good, some are bad, some are messy, and some are amicable. It's just part of the process. But what about breakups with a close friend? Someone who's been by your side for many years, who celebrated your wins and consoled you when you lost. Can you really ever move on from losing someone like that? Hung and I met in Sec One, and we were drawn to each other from the start, almost like we were meant for each other. We liked the same books, we liked the same music, and the same TV shows. We even liked to wear the same things. We were not twins, mind you. Not that it stopped people from assuming we were. We were still two different people, capable of listening and learning from each other's viewpoints. Hung was a romantic, a ballet dancer and school athlete, who believed that love could be a fairy tale if you could find a handsome prince. I was the bookish sort, practical and pragmatic. I just wanted to find a nice guy, someone I could love and be friends with too. We were best friends all through secondary school and JC, and our friendship grew to a point such that if I wasn't home. My folks knew I was at Punks. Similarly, when Punk needed a break from her strict mom, she ran away to our flat. It was during these years that we told each other everything, borrowed each other's clothes, and spent long hours brainstorming just how we would make our dreams come true and live the life we each wanted. Later, even as she went to NTU and I went to uni in Perth, we kept in touch. And maintained faithful correspondence, planning on being there for each other for the rest of our lives, with plans to be bridesmaids at each other's weddings, godmother to each other's daughters, and forever counselors and life coaches. In other words, we were besties for life. After graduating, we each found ourselves together in Singapore, both working jobs in the CBD at different companies that were within walking distance. I had just begun dating Ethan, and was trying to figure out what I felt about him. As for Peng, she had just dumped the guy she believed was the one when she caught him seeing other women when he thought she wasn't looking. At that point, I knew Peng was feeling deflated, but I didn't really have a sense of how much. We tried to meet up as often as our schedules allowed. Or when we weren't completely exhausted from our jobs, mostly just the two of us, and sometimes with another friend who was working in the area as well. In my mind, I told myself we were just busier than we used to be, but perhaps in retrospect, I should have seen it coming. One day, I decided to hit up Hong after not seeing her for a couple of weeks. I wanted to introduce her to Ethan, the guy I was currently dating. 
just to see what she thought about him. Ethan was a nice guy, and we got along just fine, but for some reason, I just wasn't sure about where this relationship was going or what I really felt about him. I needed a second opinion. We decided on a dinner downtown, not far from where we all worked, and then onto a nearby watering hole for a few drinks. It seemed like they hit it off, and we all had fun. <laughs> of course, I was very anxious to know what Peng thought that very next day, but she was very busy with a work project and couldn't have lunch until the following week. And by that time, I was desperate to get her take on Ethan. What do you want me to say? She said, slowly sipping her lime juice. I say, follow your gut. You usually know how you feel right off the bat. If you don't know yet now, then maybe it's really not a good fit. And I guess you're right for feeling unsure. I know, right? I like him, I do. So why am I hesitating? I said, thinking out loud. This is what Peng and I did. We like to analyze our life situations. She helped me to process, like best friends would. Peng shrugged. He clearly checks all the boxes, and he's a nice guy. There's nothing wrong with him per se, but I just don't see it. I don't see the two of you together. I sighed deeply. You asked. Peng said with finality. I mean, I like him a lot. We also share many things in common. I was going to go on, but Peng just shrugged again. Unlike many instances in the past, she seemed surprisingly silent about the matter, unable or unwilling to say anything more about it. Perhaps she was still hung up about her own relationship woes. What do you want to eat? Peng said, holding her phone over the scannable menu. I'm having laksa. In a matter of weeks, I stopped seeing Ethan. You might say that the relationship had run its course or died a natural death, but I'd be lying if I told you that Peng's indifference towards him didn't have an influence. As I started up the apps again, I texted Peng. Babe, you've got to get back on the horse. You can't give up on love. Afterwards, life went on the way it does. And Peng and I were both getting busier at work and making new friends. So much so that we could hardly even find time to meet up. Even for a quick lunch or coffee. At first, I didn't think much about it. And then it started to bother me. A lot of my texts would often go unanswered. Other times, she would give short replies like, Sorry, just too much going on. Or, can't. Have work. Or, next time, yeah? It started feeling not only strange, but irritating. And sometimes even hurtful. After all, I was busy too. Yet I still made the effort to set aside time for her and our friendship. So why couldn't she do the same for me? All I wanted was just to be able to get together, catch up, and talk like we used to. But 
Hong clearly did not. Two months later, I was having lunch with workmates at La Passat when a certain someone caught my eye. It was Ethan in his signature pose, impatiently shaking his leg, a tick from his past that I remembered all too well. I found myself, maybe unfairly, making that inevitable post-breakup comparison. His slightly fuller frame and rounder face provided me some sense of relief leading me to think that I had made the right choice. And yet, his smile undid me. His happiness was radiant and undeniable. Had he moved on? With brimming enthusiasm, he collected a meal meant for two, approaching a girl whose face struck a painful chord of familiarity. It was Pang, looking equally content Equally in love. Despite myself, I couldn't tear my gaze away. The knife in my back was already too deep. She laughed at his strokes, playfully rubbed his thighs, and held his hand openly as they ate. I just sat and stared from a distance. I felt sick. Perhaps some people would have gone over to say hello. Maybe some would have waved. I did neither of those things. Feeling gnawing deep in my gut, I turned away. I didn't even finish my lunch, just made some excuse and headed back to work. That night, I thought about texting Peng. But for the first time, I was at a complete loss as to what to do or say. I thought to myself, why was I so upset? So what if Ethan and Peng were seeing each other? I didn't love Ethan. I wasn't even sure I liked him. Oh, I liked him, okay, but I knew that we were not meant to be together. And if he and Peng were attracted to each other and wanted to give it a go, I would be happy for them both. That was the truth. But even so, I could not ignore the deep sense of betrayal that I felt. If things had been the other way around... I would have let Peng know. I know I would. I would have said, Hey Peng, since you guys stopped seeing each other, would it bother you if I went out with Ethan? And had it worked out, as it seems to have had between the two of them, I would have happily shared the news with her. Peng did neither of these things. That was what hurt the most. And it certainly wasn't for the lack of opportunities either. I had been texting her for weeks. I even called her once and she picked up the phone and quickly said, Sorry, sorry, Janice. I'm on a work call. I'll call you back. She never did. Or perhaps she couldn't even be bothered. I thought about all our times together since we were young girls and then all our letters keeping in touch through our university years. I thought about all the possible things I was as a person or all the things I had done up until that point. Had I failed somehow or done something wrong that she now couldn't stand me anymore? Or had she outgrown me or in some way changed so much that she discovered she didn't like being friends with me? It could be one or a combination of both things, or it could be something else entirely. 
And because Peng was not the biggest fan of any kind of dramatic confrontation, she opted for the path that was the easiest for her. She simply pulled back and stopped engaging with me, feeling that it was perhaps kinder to be cruel. I guess backing away and ending all ties was way easier than having to spell out for her best friend that things had changed forever and that she just didn't feel the same way anymore. I've thought long and hard about texting or calling Peng since the day I saw her with Ethan, desperate for a rationale or excuse or at least some closure. But each time I did, I would stop and feel awful. Because the longer it went on, the harder it took. I tried to write her an email, but my heart wasn't in that either. A month later, when my birthday rolled around and she didn't call or text or anything, I knew it was over. By then, I had other friends and a new circle. I survived. Did I miss my bestie? Of course I did. And the truth is, I still do. But the basis of any good relationship is reciprocity. It's give and take. It cannot be one-sided. That's not a real friendship. And I'm only interested in investing in real friendships. Perhaps someday in the future, we might find ourselves in a better place and give each other another chance. Maybe I'd get an invite to Peng and Ethan's wedding. Maybe not. But there was one thing I was sure of. I was forced to break up with my best friend. And my reasons are clear. I broke up with my best friend because she broke up with me. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Post Love. Brought to you by MediaCorp and produced by OneUp Media. If you would like to share some feedback or share your own stories, drop us an email. Our email is found in the description. This episode is produced by Yo Guangjin, audio engineering by Marie, voiced by Gloria, and script by Noel. Special thanks to executive producer Danny Cordy from MediaCorp. We hope to see you again soon in the next episode of Post Love.